0: An instrument of murder is hardly a proper toy for an eight-year-old. As sure as my name is Boris Carloff. And this instrument casts an evil shadow even beyond the death it has caused. And upon it is the mark of the hand. That's the name of our story, based on a novel by the celebrated Charlotte Armstrong. Our principal players are Miss Mona Freeman, Miss Jessie Royce Landis, Mr. Shepherd Strudwick, Miss Rachel Ames, and Mr. Judson Pratt. Let me assure you, my friends, this is a thriller. (laughs)
1: going Halloween horror lovers alike as always I'm your host horror guy Keenan, here at the Halloween party yes the everyday is Halloween party and I'm here to bring you guys a very very special treat for today's show uh, but before we get into that let's just jump right into news Godzilla King of the Monsters has been stomping box offices this past weekend I'm sure a lot of you have seen it uh, it's doing really well, and I'm very happy about it. It's uh, directed by uh, Trick or Treat and Krampus director Mike Doddery, who we were a huge fan of the show when we had him on. He talked to us a little bit about how he was working on a kaiju project. Couldn't really name the project he was working on. Little did we know it was the Godzilla franchise. So we're very happy for Michael, very happy for everybody on Atlanta that's been working on the film shoot for the past, I guess, four years now. Um, it just turned out great, and it's going to keep rolling very, very fast, which now looks like the next film is... Kong versus Godzilla. This is a, you know, a- adaptation from the old original King Kong versus Godzilla, which is kind of a little bit more goofy. Um, you know, there's a lot of those throw uh, they kind of throw together a, a concept like Bandy versus Godzilla. Check that one out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Uh, but King Kong versus Godzilla was apparently a thing. I've seen it a few times. It's 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 a fun romp. Um, it's a little goofy. This on the other hand will be the Kong from Skull Island. This is the King Kong that we seen in these movies this is going to be the godzilla from the last film this film they're bringing that whole franchise together through legendary pictures uh mike doddery had this thing to say i think the part of the fun is watching that fight go down is where we see the potential of an underdog battle so we're gonna see you know you know we all say like well godzilla has atomic breath like and he's a giant lizard king kong's like not even that big how would that really work well apparently king kong hadn't grown to his full size in skull island we're still seeing kind of a, a smaller king kong so will he get bigger in this movie possibly uh i think it'll also be a kind of thing where you know he's still a little bit smaller but he has that kind of that nimbleness that you know he can swing around godzilla's neck and then work away and mike has also revealed that someone is going to die this is not going to be the type of thing where they're fighting a battle and then Ghidro shows up and then they got to work together to take him down like he says no like this is the This is a fight. This is kind of like Freddy vs. Jason or one of them is gonna go down It just depends on who it's gonna be so I'm very excited about that I love large monster movies like, you know I love me some horror and I love me some blood and gore But you just can't go wrong with just big monsters fighting each other and having humans in the middle of it It's 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 wonderful. So it's it's been doing great Uh, Next up in the box office this past weekend is Ma I, I don't know if you... This is Octavia Spencer's new film. It looks really good. Uh, I had a chance to see it this weekend. And uh, it does it's, it does a really good job of uh, telling a great story. The actors, believe it or not, are very uh, compelling. And they, they feel like real kids today. Uh, you know, the way they're written. Sometimes uh, teenagers can be written really horribly by certain studios. Um, but they, you know, these kids are pretty, uh, pretty spot on. And Octavia Spencer's character is a, a slow burn to... Uh, uh, Amy Wilkins from uh, Misery you know she has that kind of vibe you know she could be very cool but you know there's something underlining and there's also some other aspects that I won't spoil it for you guys if you if you still want to see the film um, the only thing I kind of felt it kind of dropped the ball on was it wasn't that scary um, but you know as a horror fan these days it's really hard to kind of uphold that scary caliber you you know your girlfriend could get, get scared your friend can get scared or even you like maybe you like just getting scared in theaters I love getting scared it just didn't really happen for me with Ma, but there are those jump scares where she, you know, it's in the trailer where she hits on the window and says, hey, you forgot your change. Uh, it's little things like that, but it's over. It's mostly uh, a thriller. Uh, you know, if you want to see a rear window, I know I compare that movie a lot to a lot of movies these days, but it, a lot of people are just taking it from Hitchcock. Um, but yeah, Ma is a really good uh, uh, just slow burner to see how things go and, and the, like, kind of like, you know, put you off your tension a little bit. So it, it was pretty good. I gave it 3 out of 5 stars. Uh, you know, maybe wait for this one on Netflix, but uh, yeah, not, not bad, not bad, Blunt Isles. It looks like we're going to be waiting a little bit longer to see Are You Afraid of the Dark in Theaters. Apparently, it was supposed to release this October through Paramount Pictures. That sadly is no longer the case. Director of It and the Nun, uh, Gary Dubarm, Dumberman? Gary Dumberman, let's go with that. He basically talked to the press for slash films and said, no, it's not really uh, actually something we've shot yet. It's one of those things I'm no longer a part of. I just had a different vision to make it and thought it best that we part ways. It's unfortunate, but as you said, it's, it's sometimes how it goes in, in the film industry. Um, you know, it, I feel like this one is one of those weird particular things because we heard about the film, uh, you know, getting adapted to be a, a motion picture in theaters. And as you guys know, Are You Afraid of the Dark is a 90s sitcom from Canada. No, it's not. It's a 90s TV series uh, from Canada that got syndicated from YTV onto Nickelodeon here in the States. Uh, really great show. Uh, all, like a lot of people from Mike Ryan Gosling, Melissa John Hart, they started their careers on Are You Afraid of the Dark, kind of like Goosebumps. And it was cool to, like, you know, see this get turned into something great. Kind of like how uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is happening. But, I mean, that has Guillermo del Toro's backing, so that's, you know, neither here nor there. But, uh, it was still cool to think that Are You Afraid of the Dark was going to be coming out in theaters. I've also heard rumblings that Are You Afraid of the Dark was coming back to Nick. So, I feel like this might be a thing with Paramount. They're not really sure what they want to do right now. Um, I know recently Nickelodeon just made a partnership with netflix where they're releasing two features that they've had sitting on the back burner for quite a while uh their features based off their animated series so rocker rockers modern life static cling which is a rockers modern life film along with the invader zim film have both been uh purchased and will be airing on netflix sometime this year uh for a while there uh, joe murray creator of rockers Modern life didn't even really know what was going on with his film? He, he knows they made it, it was done, and the studio is just sitting on it. So, these big studios, once they have their hands on something, it's out of the creator's hands. They, they don't have any say in it. And he, you know, Joe Murray made a petition like, hey, get this fucking shit off the ground. Like, I worked on this. There's a lot of Rocco fans that want to see this. Uh, so, they made a part- partnership with Netflix. I would not be surprised if Netflix is trying to uh, reach out to other studios like Paramount uh, for help, you know, with the whole thing with the Disney acquisition. uh, Disney you know having their own app coming out soon and they bought Hulu so Netflix needs a lot of original programming to keep itself afloat Um, I would think that you know if it was me and I had an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie being produced and gonna get put out theaters um, by the guy who did it which is like one of the best new horror films in the last five to ten years in theaters uh, the budget was pretty big and it was just not working for what they were wanting to do with the vision and i guarantee they turned it into a new series that's coming on netflix and they're just going to ditch the movie entirely that's just my call we shall see hey you guys sick of adam sandler yet well netflix sure isn't (laughs) uh adam sandler recently uh hosted saturday night live and did his tribute to chris farley on there It was actually a pretty funny episode of him calling back to a lot of his old roles Personally, I think Adam Sandler's pretty funny. I think he's a good guy. I think he's he's made a lot of good stuff, and he's made a lot of bad stuff. Uh, but, you know, let's keep giving the guy a try. Whenever people thought he was doing really bad stuff, he put out things like Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, and that movie is fucking great. Is it Eight Crazy Nights? The the Hanukkah one, I think? Yeah. Anyways, that was a great animated movie. But this time, it looks like he's, he's doing a Halloween movie for Netflix called Hubby Halloween. Or Hubby Halloween. I'm not really sure yet. Um... This one takes place in Bora, if you remember from last week's show, her hometown of Salem, Massachusetts. and he plays a, a kind of like a I guess like a, a detective of sorts. It's a good-natured but eccentric community volunteer, Hubie Dubis. Adam Sandler, finds himself at the center of a real murder case on Halloween night. Despite his uh, devotion to this hometown of Salem, Massachusetts, and its legendary Halloween celebration, Hubie is a figure of mockery for the kids and adults alike, so he's like a goofy uh, detective cop guy around the area and everyone just makes fun of him, but this year something really big is going on and and, and it's up to Hoobie to save Halloween. It sounds like it's a typical Netflix get Adam Sandler to do his this funny thing. So we'll, we'll see, you know, it'd be cool to see a resurrection of something like Halloween Town. Uh, you know, that was kind of like a really cool little small town Halloween story. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe this is the eight crazy nights of Halloween. Either way, it's a original program show right there uh, for us to stream uh, about Halloween. So I'm not complaining. Uh, so we shall see guys. The last little bit of news, and I'm not really sure this is news. Uh, it's basically Brad Dorf, the voice actor of Chucky, the original one, not Mark Hamill for this new remake coming out this June. Uh, he basically said, yeah, the TV series on Sci-Fi Channel is still happening with the original creator, Don Mancini. You know, like, he created the entire thing. You know, he's still carrying that torch, strong. You know, we still got Tiffany, we still got the original Chucky with Dorff. we still got Dorff's daughter in there. Uh, So, they basically said, you know, Don Mancini's TV series is happening, it's going to happen, yes, absolutely. Uh, We've spoken more than once, and I'm absolutely involved. It's his baby, he invented it, and it came from him. He's the real source. And he's managed on more than one occasion with a shift in the genre, it's a really fine and exciting and different way of doing it, and it's always worked. I think it's pretty good, and I don't feel that way about most things. He added, "I mean, like with Chucky, we're not talking about the deepest level of human nature or anything like that, but it's still great fun. And Don knows exactly the right tone every time, and I agree. Like, I think that's what's great about Don's creation with Chucky is that he knows where that series has been and where he wants to take it. He pays homage to the older films." It really kind of keeps things grounded with that. Um, with this new i Buddy Chucky movie coming out at the end of June, uh, man, you guys, I, I'm holding out hope because I love Child's Play, I love Chucky, I love Tiffany, I love that whole series, even the bad ones. But this new remake just worries the shit out of me because, hey, Chucky looks horrible. Uh, I can't be the only one that thinks that, right, guys and gals? Like. His design looks really weird now granted it, it all comes together when you hear mark hamill's voice underneath it and he's moving we've only seen a lot of flashes in the trailer so i can't really judge it quite yet i think it's just the design um the, the fact that you know they didn't want to work with Don at all in this um it just rubs me the wrong way a little bit for our orion pictures to do what they're doing uh, but with that said you know we could be surprised you know like uh you know i was really mad about texas chainsaw getting remade back in the day and uh even when it came out i wasn't happy with it but you know as time went on you know I, I, I give that movie a pass texas chainsaw was not the worst platinum dunes remake because that was nightmare on elm street <laughs> like not even friday the 13th was as bad as the nightmare on elm street remake so texas chainsaw set up there like oh we can do sequels and prequels to this now like you don't even know where that series is taking place anymore uh you know is this a remake to the original is this a prequel to the original that's happening after this oh this one takes place after two okay like it's all over the place who knows what's going on with leatherface these days but we do know what's going on with chucky he's getting a remake for theaters and he's getting his own original series for sci-fi with the original uh cast and crew my foot is landing in the Cast and Crew original uh, series. Uh, I, I can't I can't take iBuddy. I don't think anybody wants to buy replicas from Trick or Treat Studios and pay $500 for an iBuddy next to uh, the cool stuff that they're releasing. I just saw that they're releasing uh, Chucky's i think it's the bride of chucky chucky uh doll coming soon they just did that original like good guy doll release and it looks amazing i know some people had to mod it like cutting its hair a certain length to be exactly right you know your purists out there um but everybody looks so happy with these with these good guy dolls like it's like their dream come true like they have that doll that they've always wanted as a kid but they're like you know in your mid 30s to 40s like i am right now and it's just like oh well you know i'll get that whenever they drop the price which they never will um, but yes, uh, the new one coming out looks pretty cool. It's a good time to be a Chucky fan, let's just say that. Uh, even if you don't like the new remake or you, do, you don't you do like the, the new series coming out, at least it's cool new Chucky content. There was a cool Good Guy doll standee right outside the theater uh, when I saw a mall this weekend, and I really wanted to take a photo of it with me in it, but I couldn't do that by myself. It's kind of hard to do, holding a phone and taking a picture of yourself in a Good Guy doll box. Who knows what the future holds? Okay. <laughs> very happy to have a very special guest on the show uh, this evening uh, mr. Devin Sola who is a makeup artist extraordinaire actually uh, y- welcome to the show man
2: thank you for having me Keenan
1: yeah you know uh, you know I checked out your YouTube uh, videos and there's some of the best makeup tutorials out there not just for like just you know uh, uh, you know men and women but just in general like you have some really cool stuff and I love your your eye for the genre like you know you have a really cool otis one and you kind of like mix your music in there and it kind of it's more than just a makeup tutorial it's almost like an experience uh,
2: well thank you thank you so much for uh recognizing that For sure, <laughs> that's man. definitely the uh intention to make it a uh... A theatrical experience rather than just your average uh tutorial video
1: right yeah like this is what i'm using and this is what i'm putting on like it's like yeah you really feel like you know you're, you're getting like a cool like you know 15 to 20 minute like you know delve into this you know the delve into the mind of otis b driftwood or you know lydia deets <laughs> yes sir I, like, I love that um but yeah uh, for those that don't know Devin also played uh bass guitar emotionless and white uh which is a really cool you know horror themed band um, and now it seems like you're just kind of taking time to yourself. And, you know, I think that's really cool. Uh, I've, I actually jumped on a few of your streams recently. I know you're doing a lot of uh, horror gaming streams.
2: That is correct. Yeah, I've uh, loved video games my entire life and uh, thought this was the perfect time to uh, kind of broadcast that to uh, have a continuation with uh, some of the followers of the band as mm-hmm. well as, you know, just. Uh, a new audience as well so yeah i'm already playing video games pretty much every day so might as well uh share it with others
1: yeah you know and i said the exact same thing you know i started this podcast years ago and you know whenever twitch came out i was just like you know like i'm playing these games and it feels like kind of a waste to do it by myself when others could be you know jumping in and enjoying the experience
2: yeah definitely it all goes back to you know just sharing the couch with your friends and having that experience together and now it allows you to do that with Uh, virtually anyone Mm -hmm. so it's great
1: yeah you're on uh, so you stream specifically to youtube correct
2: currently yes i am uh hoping to you know just bring an audience to my channel to check out those videos you were mentioning Mm -hmm. previously but uh yeah twitch is definitely the uh preferred outlet uh so i'll be moving to there for the gaming aspect uh pretty soon here
1: very cool. And I know it's this type of thing, too, where you can also like link up, link up, like you can stream to like one outlet that kind of spreads it out to YouTube and Twitch. So you can kind of get all the viewers at once.
2: Yeah, I've read that. Um, I'm, I'm still new to it, so I'm learning. But yeah, maybe that'll be a thing in the future as well.
1: Well, very cool. All right. Well, let's let's start from the beginning, man. How did you get uh, mixed up with a band from Scranton, Pennsylvania, known as Motionless and White?
2: Uh, I had just left uh college and was living with my parents again not really sure what i was doing um i actually worked at halloween horror nights a couple seasons uh but that obviously only filled the gap between october and november
1: yeah now this is in hollywood uh, right
2: correct yes
1: gotcha do you know Um, a year what theme was going on at halloween horror nights when you started
2: i believe it was 2000 maybe 2011 uh the first year i joined i was um a late audition so they kind of threw me into a pool which was a cool experience because it allowed me to um try out you know different roles and go in different houses and whatnot so Mm -hmm. that was actually the first time i was otis was they placed me in the uh, house of a thousand corpses maze at, oh, uh, awesome. universal so yeah i was just <laughs> i was just in heaven and Yay. from there it uh definitely surged that uh admiration and drive to uh two characters uh-huh. but uh yeah i was just uh doing that briefly um out of the blue i just messaged the guitarist ricky and um just basically asking him if he knew of Anyone really who needed anything in the music world mm-hmm. just because I was always interested in that I had played guitar, you know since I was 12, so um okay. Just out of the blue messaged him and he said actually we need a bassist right now Wow, <laughs> and I wasn't even really pertaining to uh, You know his band or just anyone but it was uh, funnily enough that it worked out like that mm-hmm. Um So, sent videos over just me playing, showing them what I could do. And uh, I think I was out there with them a month later. So, it just uh, was the exact right time. Yeah. And uh, just happened.
1: That's awesome. So, it was one of those things where, like, you kind of just went out there. Like, did you, like, move out to Scranton for a while? Or was it like you were only out there for, like, a few weeks or a few months?
2: Uh, you know what? I joined them mid tour just to kind of learn the ropes of it and whatnot. Yeah. And um, so I honestly forget where I flew into, but it was just one of the dates in the midst of their tour. Mm-hmm. Hung out with everybody, got to know them, and uh, uh, didn't really perform, but, you know, just learned everything and whatnot. And then the uh, next tour was. A few months afterwards and that's when i uh started performing
1: very cool that's awesome uh and you know as as some people may know that are listening uh you were you were pretty famous for being the one that kind of really brought horror out in motionless and white like you guys always had that kind of dark theme but you were the one that was like you know i want to be uh you know uh, reagan from the exorcist you know i to i want to push these these costumes forward and really theme myself out and i'm sure none of the band members objected to that like it was like yeah man just do it up do you you know
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it didn't happen intentionally. I just did it more so of a way to kind of mask Devin Sola on stage because I I just felt so awkward being me on stage, Mm -hmm. uh, strangely enough. And uh, so it allowed me to kind of, you know, put on that mask and just uh, perform, like you said, as Reagan, as sweeney todd as edward scissorhands as whoever mm-hmm. and uh you know that just allowed me to perform in character and be enthusiastic in that specific character's persona uh-huh. and that's really where it began when i uh you know started making the costumes started doing the makeups and everything and so it uh, just bloomed from there
1: yeah, did, uh, I'm sure some of those costumes like, got a little funky because I know you said like you like to kind of like theme out a certain, uh, you know, uh, tour or a certain show after a while with like a certain costume. Did you have multiple versions of that costume or was it just kind of like the one and done towards the end? You're like, all right, this costume's got to go.
2: Uh, It varied, I guess. But yeah, mostly it was just the one outfit that stunk like <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe, uh, you know, just being performed in hours for, yeah. you know, a month straight. Um you s- some of them I would hold on to for several tours, some of them would only be one tour, some of them would only be one day because mm-hmm. they didn't really work. So yeah, gotcha. it was just kind of a mixed match of everything.
1: Very cool. And did uh is there anything that you kind of like you wish you would have been able to like kind of push forward or did you kind of do all the main ones that you really wanted to do?
2: Uh you know i'll never be done i'll probably be dressing up until i'm an old man helping you know my son or daughter doing the same thing so yeah. uh that was just a chapter of my life and i did a couple of them and was lucky enough to show them in front of audiences around the world and now i'm continuing to do the same uh you know online so yeah
1: that's awesome man and yeah i'm sure are you still kind of thumbing the base a little bit at home
2: Oh yeah, of course. I play guitar. I play guitar mostly, but, uh, yeah. guitar and bass almost every day. So I'll hopefully be, uh, integrating that as well into some of the videos in the future. Cause I know that's what people know me for. So they, uh, want to see that. So, uh-huh. but
1: that will, also, uh, but it's also, you know, I really, I do really enjoy and I respect that, you know, you kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit and you're like, you know, I want to express more of me. I want to put out, you know, the makeup tutorial stuff. And I want to do the video game stuff. Like, it's kind of like that side of you that I feel, um, you know, you didn't have a lot of time to do when you're on the road. Like, did you ever try to stream when you were on the road?
2: Uh, A couple times, but it wasn't anything consistent. It was just kind of like, you know, spur of the moment things. So I'm definitely, uh, happy to explore it in the, almost a professional sense now.
1: Right. No, yeah, Definitely. And, uh, so now that you're back, I saw that you were playing, I think it was Alien Isolation the night before, and you just started, uh, Vampire.
2: <laughs> yes, uh,
1: sir. Yeah. And I, I you know, I played both of those games and, uh, I have to tell you, uh, any, anytime you run up across a rat, you gotta eat it.
2: <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love the, uh, disclaimer message in the beginning too, it was like, no rats were harmed during the making yeah. of this game. It just kind of <laughs> made it a little humorous.
1: hmm Definitely so okay so we know that you're like halloween is kind of a big thing for you uh you know that's that's what we're all about on this show um when did you kind of discover that like halloween was something that you kind of wanted to express you know 365 days a year rather than just kind of like once a year
2: uh you know i just naturally fell in love with it like everybody every other horror kid who just realized they wanted to do it more and more um i had been in a couple plays as a kid and just really enjoyed taking on a persona that's not myself and you know just uh uh diving into that and then um uh coming across you know more forms of media that come along with that naturally so mm-hmm. I remember probably one of the first Halloweens I really got into it was when Scream came out and uh I really wanted to be a ghost face and my mom wouldn't allow me to because of uh, controversy, I guess. There was uh, uh, people mimicking kind of the, the murders. murders or whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. she was really scared about that. But she allowed me to get a hot pink version of the ghost face mask. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. uh, yeah, that, that's one of my first Halloween moments or uh, first Halloween memories. But uh, yeah, yeah, I always looked forward to that day of the year and planned it throughout and um one of the things i always remember is getting the party city brochures in the mail and just yes. scanning scanning all the uh new costumes available because you know back then that was basically the only way a kid could really come across that sort of thing so
1: right that was the internet uh, for us you know you just kind of opened that up and you had your like maybe one to two pages of just like halloween decorations that looked really awesome and some masks and then every other page is like the costume layouts
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome
1: yeah oh i miss that man for sure and uh have you had a chance to play dead by daylight at all
2: i briefly have you know i'm not really a fan of the gameplay too much it gets kind of old for me but i definitely love the aesthetics and Uh uh the characters and whatnot so that definitely uh allows me to enjoy it when i do play it but uh yeah, not so much. How about you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of like one of my main, uh, you know, because I'm not really a competitive person online. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. like, kind of like you, like you know, I like jumping in a really good story and kind of just figuring out my way through it and kind of like, you know, it's kind of almost like a personal experience when you play a horror game. Um, when you kind of play a massive multiplayer, no, not really massive multiplayer, but kind of like you know, you're going against other people, it can kind of take that away. Um, but I know they just added a ghost face to the game oh uh, really yeah so that might interest <laughs> a, a little bit
2: is there a hot pink uh option
1: right you know you know i'm sure that'll be a costume option soon
2: <laughs> yeah m- maybe i would uh enjoy it more i i honestly don't know too much about it maybe we should play it sometime
1: for sure again, yeah, yeah, uh, teach would, me the ropes yeah that would be really cool to kind of do some joint gaming now you do uh playstation right correct okay gotcha so yeah i'd have to i have to get on the playstation but yeah i would definitely be down for that cool um so I know you have uh, a few tattoos you've shown off the the Tim Burton sleeve the Disney sleeve um, have you had time to kind of like add to those or is this something you're kind of like not really into doing at the moment
2: uh, you know everything I save up for now pretty much goes into the costumes or you know bettering the stream or whatnot currently uh-huh. but yeah I'm sure I'm, I'll add to that I started actually uh, lasering off the Disney and planning to do a second tim burton arm oh, which nice. uh have Catwoman on the top of that arm so that's the start of it but yeah that one will eventually be another tim burton arm and yeah i love getting tattooed so whenever uh you know finances allow it
1: for sure yeah and is it the, is it Catwoman with the mask and she has a little bit of the blonde hair coming out or
2: uh you know i th- no, she is uh fully masked but i know what you're talking about i have uh Uh, figure of that that I'm looking at right now nice and I uh, maybe I maybe I still can add the hair because yeah I love that uh kind of torn down uh,
1: yeah it's almost like that Selena Kyle breaking point for her you know
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: that's awesome man all right so let me ask you some favorites here uh let's let's start with uh horror movies um what would you say is your favorite slasher
2: Ooh, uh you know I'm probably gonna get some uh crap for this but i really love the rob zombie
1: halloweens that's you know it's so funny that we've come to this like turning point where you know if you liked rob zombie movies <laughs> a- automatically people gave you shit for it like it yeah. was like you know there was no rhyme or reason to it oh you liked house house and corpses well you're a fucking idiot like he his wife can't act you're you're dumb and it's just kind of like well that's you're not really giving me viable reasons why the movie's bad. You're just kind of giving me your own opinion of what you think about his wife and things.
2: Sure, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I love the originals, obviously, but, you know, I'm also a fan of Rob Zombie in general. So mm-hmm. to see him come together with uh, one of my favorite movies, it, it just makes it uh even more special for me. So Yeah, yeah. And I
1: think, you know, you and I are kind of around the same age, too. Like, did you see House of Thousand Corpses in theaters?
2: I do not believe so. I believe I got it at Blockbuster when I came, <laughs> when okay, it came gotcha. out. Yeah. But
1: it was something that, you know, as you were growing up, you kind of like watch and you're like, I dig this. I like this yeah, of course. style yeah. of film. And when he got a chance to kind of take over Halloween, it was really kind of like, oh, shit, like we're going to get to see Rob Zombie take over one of the best, you know, slashers in the genre. Uh, and I think Tyler Maine played a really good, brutal Michael Myers, like hearing those grunts as he's coming down with the knife.
2: It's terrifying. Oh,
1: yeah. You know? some
2: of the gnarliest uh, stabbing sound effects I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: yeah, Wayne Toff did a great job with that movie and or both both of them I think Halloween one and two are, are pretty great. Um, yeah, I think that's a great answer. Good yeah for sure I like that. Um, what would you say uh, a zombie film?
2: Ooh, um I will probably say just the original Night of the Living Dead. I'm not a. I'm not so much into uh, the modern zombie movies, just Mm -hmm. because I feel like they tinker around and explore every option, so it doesn't. It takes away. Yeah, I just love the core, you know, uh, original lore that's in uh, Night of the Living Dead. But you know, I also like. um, I would say at very top second, uh, modern would be Shaun of the Dead
1: that's a good pick yeah because I mean obviously Edgar Wright definitely kind of took everything from George Romero for that film like he wasn't really mm-hmm. trying to do too much he kind of did his own style of things where it's you know one guy kind of just wakes up in the world and that's it you know yeah yeah I definitely like that um did you like did you enjoy the uh what was it um James Gunn I think he he, he worked on it with Zack Snyder the, the Dawn of the Dead remake
2: uh you know i'll watch it but uh it's not i'm more so into the supernatural horror so yeah you know i'll I'll watch it if people are watching it but yeah zombie is uh kind of on the back burner of my uh horror preference
1: okay gotcha (laughs) do you i I feel like you're more of like do you enjoy like a good um uh, sci-fi horror like dead space or event horizon
2: uh, I haven't explored that too much I'm very uh, excited back Going back to gaming for the uh, upcoming Death Stranding so maybe that will yes. Spark my uh, interest In that but yeah I always Loved you know just the haunted House movies and uh, mm-hmm. Supernatural in general
1: Gotcha some more like the insidious kind of stuff
2: Yeah yeah yeah
1: Okay gotcha um, Now what would you say uh, like a monster movie
2: Ooh Um
1: so we can go from like giant kaijus to like a, a swamp thing even like a pumpkin head
2: I, yeah i will just uh i'll keep it beautiful and say uh bride of frankenstein i i i uh remember seeing it for the first time as a kid and just loved that you know a girl could be a monster too and it was just that. as scary so mm-hmm. yeah
1: definitely and that you know what's funny is I I really do feel that Bride of Frankenstein is kind of like an almost undershadowed movie next to all the other ones uh Mm -hmm. and it's very bizarre like when you get to like the like the little characters in the glass files (laughs) like it gets really deep in that movie
2: yeah it's uh it's definitely very poetic Mm -hmm. I think uh maybe that's why it gets overlooked everyone's everybody just wants to see the gnarly monster but uh yeah i definitely admire it for that aspect
1: yeah the we belong dead is like one of the best lines i think in cinema history
2: Uh, oh yeah oh yeah
1: um you know it was a shame that you know uh when they try to reboot the universal monster thing with the dark universe um with the mummy it was just like we're trying to no. action. Did you see that mummy movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You
2: know, I was so excited for it and I love the character design of the girl. Yes. Uh, mummy. So uh-huh. but the movie itself was yeah, just a miss for me. But I'm I'm hoping that that does not a stop any progression. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, I think so it we'll was,
2: see
1: yeah, I think it was just one of those things that like you know, they weren't listening to what you know, like you don't have to listen to what everybody wants all the time, but at the same time people want to see a, a if you're going to do those characters, you have to do a dark poetic story. It's not about things blowing up, you know. It's not yeah, a fast it,
2: movie. It's very much a uh, Tom Cruise movie. I'll just yes, put it that way. <laughs> <for>
1: sure. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's just go uh in general, what is your what is one like, give me a give me like 2 to 3 of your favorite horror movies.
2: Um I love vampires, so I'll say uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman mm-hmm. is a uh, very, very top top number one, probably tying with the uh, original Dracula.
1: Nice, yeah, it's almost like a fever dream.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I also love Guillermo del Toro, so um, I'll say his recent Crimson Peak is just another beautiful horror film. Definitely. Um. And, you know, I love Tim Burton, so I'll have to go back to that and either say, let's just say Sleepy Hollow. That's a a uh, good one. Very favorite of mine for uh, Tim Burton.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, seeing uh, the Headless Horseman when he gets his head back and and seeing who it is. It's it's almost insanity. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, What would you say is your favorite costume that you've worn so far from makeup tutorials or on stage or even as a kid? um like you just felt almost empowered or like you you felt like that character
2: i feel like that every time i put on something so it's hard i get asked that a lot and it's hard to answer who's my favorite because i'm not really sure i have one it's just more so just in the moment whoever is my favorite but uh i would say a recent favorite of my followers at least is the sander cohen from bioshock uh for some reason that's kind of become universal with uh my branding i guess so um yeah i'll Mm. say him
1: very nice and i you know i would love to see a return to rapture at some point in time i don't know what's going on with that there's a uh,
2: there's a future going even higher than the sky in um, the third one so supposedly it's going to space now but uh so yeah there's been some leaked concept art quote-unquote leaked so yeah we'll see if that's uh actually going to come to fruition mm-hmm.
1: it's almost giving us a, that itch for dead space while at the same time giving us that itch for bioshock which i like yeah 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 that's awesome do you have a uh favorite uh you know i you know i try not to advocate actual violence or and you know murdering on the show but like do you have a favorite true crime killer
2: um you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I come out across a lot of them. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I don't like the murder aspect, but um, I'll say Jack the Ripper, just because it's its so, it comes back to that, like, poetic atmosphere, you know, it's in London and it, it's mm-hmm. almost lore at this point, but it actually happened, so,
1: yeah, and
2: they still do not know who it is, so... Um, right
1: i think like a few months ago they said like they knew who it is and i was like they can keep saying that forever and ever and keep yeah those articles
2: DNA. those articles always pop up so it's kind of funny each time they do but yeah it's yeah. very interesting mm-hmm.
1: definitely i i really enjoy that kind of like gas lamp uh london theme to horror oh films, yeah you know i love it
2: love it yeah yeah i
1: mean we kind of get that sprinkled into the universal monster movies too and i think that's something that just never really gets explored much in, in horror today
2: yeah um uh recent favorite of mine was the uh, penny dreadful tv series oh and they i think they really did that sort of world justice
1: they did definitely uh you know i think and it's coming back too which is pretty cool but it looks like it's almost like a completely different theme
2: like, yeah i just saw that the other day um what, what is the title if
1: i forget i think it's like i don't know, say like los santos or something like that yeah or something like,
2: like that 1930s los angeles so that'll be interesting and it has the uh your, the lady from insidious actually so that's very cool
1: yes yeah and i think the original writers are back so it gives me hope um, yeah and you know like some of those characters i mean they're almost immortal so we might see some crossover like i would love to see that frankenstein just come back in anything because his frankenstein was beautiful
2: oh wow uh, yeah i loved him he, uh, <laughs> he looks just like a friend of mine so every time i see him i'm kind of like
1: hey yeah
2: almost as if i know him
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I actually I worked at Universal Entertainment for about 11 years, and uh, I had uh, opportunities to pitch um, houses to them. And one of my oh, wow. at the time, or it was around season one of Penny Dreadful, I had an entire like
2: and uh-huh.
1: layout of Penny Dreadful, like you're going under the floorboards of the houses where all the vampires are.
2: I would have it, loved that. Wow! Can you
1: imagine like seeing like you know those characters fighting off vampires and stuff while you're going through, and the gunslinger werewolf like, uh it would have been great but i think it was just like it came and went so fast that you know you know people wouldn't really like understand or know what was going on
2: yeah unfortunately it's one of those series that kind of gets looked over by the masses but appreciated by the uh you know the deep divers
1: yeah Devin, you definitely gain points for for being a fan of penny dreadful
2: (laughs) yes awesome (laughs)
1: uh what would you say is your favorite halloween themed film
2: um hocus pocus
1: oh my god that that's a great answer yeah.
2: it just uh captures everything just the nineties charm mm-hmm. um love Billy Butcherson as a character, love the kookiness of the witches, love the town and the atmosphere you know it mm-hmm. it just wraps it up so perfectly
1: it really does did you uh do you ever get a chance to read the sequel book?
2: I did not know, I did not know about that.
1: Yeah, it, it came out last year. Uh, it's on audiobook, or you can just, you know get the the traditional version, and uh, it's not bad. It, it kind of delves a little bit more into the future of what was going on with um, Max and his uh, you know girlfriend at the time. They have their kid, and the Sanders sisters come back. And I think it's a good way to do it because you know I'm sure we can't. I would love to see Beth Mittler and all those characters you know reprise their role, but they probably
2: won't. Yeah, they've kind of been uh, testing the waters lately. I saw she was in full character at some sort of red carpet event, and they uh, implement it in Disney's uh, Halloween uh, season. And uh, so, yeah, I think they're kind of testing the waters, but yeah, that would be very interesting. What is the name of that sequel? Is it just Hocus Pocus 2 or
1: you know i don't know uh i wish i feel bad now for being a host that doesn't know that let's see hocus pocus sequel uh it is called oh the all new sequel so there you go (laughs) okay i will definitely check that out thank you yeah no doubt um so okay so that's cool do you have a favorite oh have you ever gone to disney's uh mickey's not so scary out there
2: yes I have Uh, I've went the last two years actually Uh, I really enjoy it and uh, now they're switching it I don't know if they're replacing it or moving it over but now it's in the um, neighboring park uh, California Adventure and it's going to be Oogie Boogie's Halloween uh, party so I'm curious to see how much more uh, Nightmare Before Christmas they'll implement into that
1: That sounds really cool. Yeah, I know. I went out there maybe about two years ago and actually had a chance to go into the original Haunted Mansion and ride the, you know, redone uh, Nightmare Before Christmas version of that ride. Oh, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah, it's so great. What uh, what costumes did you wear when you went out there?
2: Uh, the first year I was Billy Butcherson actually from Hocus Pocus Very nice. and I uh, came across the three witches, just a bunch of nice old ladies took a picture with them and they were all <laughs> in character so that was awesome.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, last year I was Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice in the uh, red wedding gown.
1: Okay, so that this was is the fun. same one that we can see on your YouTube page?
2: Correct, yeah, I actually filmed that right before I went. <laughs> oh
1: great, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, me and my girlfriend, we were trying to, we were going back and forth with so many uh, different options of what we wanted to do for it here in Orlando, and uh, we, it was kind of like a last minute thing, and we ended up just doing, you know, the uh, Uma Thurman and John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. Oh, and, very cool. And it was great because you saw so many, like, you know, the people working with adults, like, you know, you know her with, like, the blood a little bit coming out of her nose and her hair frazzled, and they're just like, oh, that's that's pretty great, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so That's, that's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite Halloween candy? candy corn yeah I, I agree a lot of people hate it but it, yeah i don't
2: understand why it's the uh it's the universal halloween candy if you don't like it learn to
1: for <laughs> sure do you do you kind of despise the one with a little bit of uh chocolate on the end like it has to ooh, be orange white i hate
2: that one <laughs> yeah i
1: agree <laughs> How about a favorite Halloween decoration? Is there like a vintage decoration that sticks out in your mind or something in the 90s that you really kind of gravitated to?
2: You know, my living room is actually just completely covered in that now. So it's hard to uh, go back to the root of where it all began. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I could not say. I I obviously just love the uh, orange Christmas lights that are everywhere now
1: yeah Um, it's really great to to light up your room or your house or wherever you're living and just have that warm orange glow when you're watching a movie
2: yeah yeah yep that's exactly what we do um i love the leaf strands that they have at michael's you know the autumn leaves those are really cool yeah i can't think of a one that started at all though i wonder
1: yeah okay and uh so let's 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 move on to what you're doing now so you have a patreon going on right now correct yes sir uh what what kind of what what what's involved with that Patreon and what kind of incentives are are with that?
2: Uh so basically it just takes everything that I do and allows my followers to have a uh closer intimate look at how I do it and um just kind of go behind the scenes of the production of all of it. So mm-hmm. Um, all the time when I was creating makeups or costumes, you know, people would ask me how I do it. And like you said, I really never had an opportunity to explain it or whatnot. So, um, yeah, it just allows me to kind of, while putting out the YouTube, uh, character transformation videos, it allows me to also then film the process of it. So, you know, they get to see me, um, create, you know, uh, the clothing the makeup the wigs everything like that but then there's also a couple other things that i do um you know just art i create uh all types of art and halloween spooky decor so um they watch me do that uh mm-hmm. music so there's different uh yeah in sentence like you say so i have an advanced tier which allows people to check things out um uh, at an early access and also gives a uh, newsletter kind of just giving some recommendations that I've admired throughout the month and future okay. plans um, so that's that's a cool one for me just because I never would tell people what I'm going to do next like uh-huh. not even the band or my girlfriend
1: <laughs> right so, it's, it's all in your noggin for you
2: yeah yeah so it's cool to uh, finally tell people that and kind of see how they react to it and then um, yeah like i said i also have the live broadcast here so that allows them to tune in while i work and just have like a casual chat just very much like this okay um gotcha. then there's also the behind the scenes as i was explaining and that's more of a tutorial step-by-step thing mm-hmm. uh showing them how to make you know distressed shirts for scary characters or make um uh, sh- you know clothing I have a clothing brand that I do called Warren doll and uh, you know I uh, design everything myself and do everything from scratch so I have a behind-the-scenes video of that currently showing you how to uh, you know dye the shirts design them etc mm-hmm. and then uh, I also the top tier it allows me to create exclusive merchandise for the people who sign up so that one is really fun um, oh,
1: that's
2: cool. Yeah, I've done uh, you know silly things like uh, magnets or uh, exclusive prints that aren't available anywhere else. Um, I've only done that for two months so far, so I'm very uh, excited to see where that goes. But I, uh, I just love the idea of exclusive merchandise and offering yes. that through a community that directly supports it.
1: It is a really cool idea. You know, that's something that I've kind of explored um, on Etsy. Uh, I make these jack-o'-lanterns that light up um, with resin. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's something like it's really cool. You know, it's a clear resin, and you kind of just put an LED light in there, and you paint around it. Uh, And it was really cool, and I kind of kicked around the idea with a Patreon for a while. Um, so that's, I like that you, you know, you kind of like, you're making things specifically for, you know, Patreon members who, you know, you get, like you said, this unique item that, you know, you can't buy anywhere else.
2: Yeah. It's very much like, a, a, a community, almost like a private art class and it allows, uh-huh. you know, just that sort of one-on-one communication and, uh, artistic, um, um, sharing, you know?
1: Yeah, no, Definitely. that's awesome and uh so do you have anything else going on right now that you want to like talk about or
2: uh that is pretty much it i i bounce back and forth between all of that throughout the day so um you know i wake up and start right away until the sun goes down so i'm enjoying that very much right now but uh yeah obviously very much open to anything else that comes my way
1: yeah you're living and breathing halloween and that's why i enjoy you so much on instagram you know you're always asking you know people you know ask me anything ask me questions you know i'm always here to answer them and share stuff with you guys
2: yeah i love connecting with you know the followers they're they're the ones who make it possible for me to do this exact thing that you're talking about so um, yeah yeah i love giving back to them and conversing with them as much as i can
1: very nice. Well, Devin, this was a great talk. I, you know, I look forward to me, you know, maybe playing some horror games with you and, and you know having you back on the show and you get another project going.
2: Yeah, I would love that. Thank you very much for having me. I listen to podcasts throughout the entire day, so it's very cool to uh, become part of one.
1: Yeah, I think it was my girlfriend, uh, Kelly, was the one that kind of like sent you the podcast and you kind of gave us a shout out. So I was just like, all right, Devin's a cool dude. I definitely want to interview him someday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Yeah, I've listened to every episode and uh, always look forward to the next.
1: Once again, I want to thank Devin Solo for coming on the show. It was very awesome to have him on and uh, talk a little bit about what he's been up to since uh, Motionless and White and and how he's kind of living and breathing Halloween every day for all of his fans on YouTube. Uh, all right, guys, let's jump into what's streaming this month, the month of June. Here we go from Fangoria. On Shudder, we have Boar. This is a group of people on an island getting chased down by a boar. Uh, knife Heart. Uh, we have uh, visitations with Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah. Sam Zimmerman's Shudder Guides. Christine, there you go, that's a good one. The Haunted, uh, The Exorcist. The Phantom of the Paradise. I cannot stress this enough, guys. If you have not seen The Phantom of the Paradise, do yourself a favor, stop listening to this show. Go watch Phantom of the Paradise. The fact that it's streaming for free, well not for free but you're paying for it, on Shudder is very badass. Check out Phantom of the Paradise. Ravenous, uh, Haguza, Here Comes the Devil, Great Movie, The Wailing, Next of Kin, and Bye. Over on Amazon Prime we have an American Werewolf in London, shout out to uh, John Landis, my buddy Paul Davis, Uh, Sleepy Hollow, The Sons of the Lambs, Blood Moon Rising. Blood Reaper, Curse of the Zodiac, Frankenstein Reborn, The Ghost Bride, Little Red Devil, Mansion of Blood, and Pray for the Beast. Amazon's been uh, kicking up some pretty good horror lately. Uh, Hulu, we got uh, Into the Dark, we got another episode of that, They Come Knocking. Uh, another shout out to Paul Davis. Uh, American Psycho, The Burbs, there you go. The Crazies, and then Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5, part 6, part 7, part 8. Night of the Living Dead. 3D, which is not good. Skip that. And Night Living Dead Resurrection. Also, skip that. HBO, Darkman, Darkman 2, Darkman 3, Funny Games, Halloween 2, and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Fuck yes. And Netflix, Carrie, and The Golem. There you have it, guys. That's what's streaming on Netflix. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. This was uh, episode 34. I've had a blast. Be sure to check out episode 35 coming up next month where I'll be interviewing Josh Quillen, the creator of Epic Home Haunts. And if you're a home haunter and that's like your hobby and you love decking out your house or having people go through your yard and showing off really cool yard haunts, you don't want to miss this documentary and this next episode of the podcast. So make sure you uh, check out the documentary right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, not Prime, but you got to buy it for five bucks, give, you know show support. Uh, but watch this incredible documentary. It's really great. And it's also on iTunes and 4K. Uh, yeah, that's next month. I hope you guys enjoyed the, the interview for this show. Kind of changed the things up, kind of reaching out there, getting some more conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. Give me your feedback. Let me know what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. And you know, I'll try and work with you. I'll try and give you guys exactly what you want. We're getting closer to the haunted season. And uh, you know, that calls for, you know, some cruel cool haunted recipes. You get some pumpkin beer reviews. Uh, and of course, more horror starts really coming out. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, part of the fun, all the sharing, jump onto the Everyday's Halloween Podcast uh, page on Facebook and uh, follow the Everyday's Halloween cast on Instagram. And of course, Hallows Eve 365 on Twitter. That's where I'll be. That's where I'll talk with you guys. We'll share things. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Until July, stay scary. You're spooky,
0: yeah. Now gather round while I elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes and some with fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin, and there's the some don't even bother to wear their skin. Oh, oh, oh I'm telling you, brother frightful sight, see what goes on in the night. When the spooks have a midnight jamboree, they break it up with fiendish glee. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed, that's the headless horseman, he's the worst. When he goes jogging across the land, holding his noggin in his hand, Demons take one look and groan And hit the road for parts unknown Cause there's no spook like a spook that spurns They don't like it and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'll show them that he can get ahead Close all the windows, lock the doors Unless you're careful, he'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause he'll clip your top, if it'll fit Like some little, like some big Part in the middle or a Westmore wig Black or white or even red The headless horseman needs a head With a hip-hip and a clippity-clop He's out looking for a tattoo chop So don't stop to figure out a plan You can't reason with a headless man So after dark now you kids be good Better stay at home the way you should Cause right outside and waiting there Is the headless horseman Beware